You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, what a friendly face to greet me here in the studio. Oh, it's so Charlie nice that you're Dubbin. back, Franklin Proctor. <laughs> I missed you incredibly. Well, well listen, we, uh, yeah, it was nice to be back, but God, what a, what a way to come back. Uh, well, From 29 degrees in sunshine to six inches of snow. <laughs> it took us three hours to get from the airport to home. You nuts. and Shirley are the yeah. king and queen of timing, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, being in Florida <laughs> during the midterm election, Can you believe it, and there's yeah. still counting ballots from what I, I can understand I, yeah. so that's and, and look Crazy. in case you know want to know exactly where Frank was check out your camera if you're watching on the web <laughs> I got a wonderful new pot holder which is a map of Florida yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah it's something about Florida and the, and the way it works with their balloting it, I, don't, just, they, I don't know it's always it, controversial it, it has to go back to the early days of school they, they, they don't not account <laughs> I don't one know two three four yeah oh boy it, but what Seven, a mess eight. what a mess oh, it is is no. there as far as that's concerned. But, but it was a mess here when you got, because yeah. you, you <laughs> drove into a storm. Oh, yeah. As we were landing, I could see the snow coming down. I, uh-oh. This is going to be a long trip home. And it was. Yeah, but, bad, you know, eh? uh, thank goodness, no but, no untoward yeah, accidents. So nice to be good. home, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh, there's one, one thing that I want to ask people who are in their cars driving in snow, really rough conditions. Please put do not put your flashers on. I you know, know. The, it is so disturbing to be behind somebody like that. It, it almost blinds you. And well, it's an person, inappropriate use of yeah, your four-way flashers are emergency yeah. for emergency purposes, not for saying I'm here and I'm driving slow. That's right, and that was the case. Yeah. Fifteen miles an hour. Yeah, oh, fine, God. go fifteen, but don't have your four-way flashers yeah, exactly. on all the way. No, I agree with you. That's people need to understand what they're for. Those are when you <laughs> yeah. when you're pulled over in an emergency. Emergency, or yeah. you're stopped in the middle of the road in an emergency. Well, That's enough of my whining. I know Let's I hear get you on that. to the biz at hand, and that is Gardening. answering questions. <laughs> yes, and, and we will do that momentarily. I can give the phone number, Charlie. It's, yes, dear. That is my job. Yes, uh, your only job, <laughs> really, right. this yeah, entire right. hour. Yeah. <laughs> in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then if you're anywhere else in the province, by gosh, it's toll-free. 1-866-740-4740. Our little mantra goes this way. Call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know, and he'll pass the word on to us. And when you get to the air... You'll hear that? Your little yeah, bump, the bell. It was you missing took, last week. You weekend. took it on holidays. I didn't mean to take it all the way to Florida. But. Lucky bell. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay did a great job, though. Lindsay Drake Nightingale of Yorkshire Garden Services. I understand Services. had a ton of first-time callers. She was here, and she was the bell. Well, she was able to, to be the bell <laughs> and do the numbers. So, yes, very well, talented woman. Ring-a-ding-ding. Okay, a couple of things. Yep. Mark your calendar. Thursday, November 29th, 
all day, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., the Toronto Botanical Gardens is hosting their holiday market. The garden shop will be well-stocked with holiday home decor and seasonal fresh greens. Stroll the halls decked with holiday cheer and over 25 designers, makers and artisans showcasing nature-inspired, eco-friendly and botanically-themed jewelry, sculptures, textiles, ceramics, terrariums, artisanal food and body care products. Mm -hmm. So lots going on there. So that's the TBG Holiday Market, uh, free admission, free parking, complimentary coat and parcel check, uh, and please bring a non-perishable food item to donate to the North York Food Bank if you can. Very good. November 29th, all day. RBG, the Royal Botanical Gardens, is uh, uh, on doing something as well, but they're doing the uh-huh. Fest of Ales. It's oh. uh, it's kicking off the I'll holiday season yes. in the best way possible. Fest of Ales, which is Thursday, December 6th, and Friday, December 7th. Now, tickets are required for this special event, mm-hmm. but it's all about craft beer, food, DJs, Mediterranean garden tours. A little mulled wine, possibly. A Groot mm-hmm. station. Do you know what a Groot, Groot, Groot is? Groot. Groot is an herb mixture used for bittering and flavoring beer. Oh. Maybe it's pronounced, it's like fruit with a G. So maybe oh, it's okay. Gruit. Anyway. Gruit. And they also have a botanical train display. Uh-huh. So for more information, rbg.ca. So holiday shopping, drinking, holiday drinking, either one. Alrighty. Obviously, take a taxi if you're going doing the holiday drinking. The ride programs have started up again. One more quick reminder, the Chrysanthemum Show is still on for the entire month of November until the 26th. And the, it's at the Centennial Park Conservatory, uh-huh. which is located at 151 Elmcrest Road here in Toronto. Free admission, open daily, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you were telling me when we were off there, just before going there, mm-hmm. that there was a gentleman who called. He wanted to entertain his grandson right. and thought, gee, I wonder what Bill. the chrysanthemum show would be like, you know, to yeah, take the kid to. Yeah, so, so if you did take your son, uh, grandson, please call. Yeah, exactly, and Bill. Would love an update on that. Yeah. Because the show, I haven't been, but I did see uh, about 30 photographs on mm-hmm. Facebook and Right over the top, totally over the top. These mums are just wow. so unusual and so well displayed. So uh, anybody who's been and wants to give us give us their take on the chrysanthemum mm-hmm. show, would love to hear from you. Okie dokie. Now we're going to be back in moments to have a word with Mary Jane and Gloria, who are on the line waiting to talk Marianne. to you. I'm sorry, Mary Ann. Oh, there we are. <laughs> I, I have got my glasses yeah, I was on. Say, let's, let's give everybody a new name. <laughs> it's going to be one of those right. days. <laughs> so, dummy Proctor here. So, uh, all righty, we'll be back to talk to Mary Ann and Gloria momentarily here in the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, here yes, we are, Charlie. We are. And uh, on the air with Mary Ann in Barry. Good morning, Mary Ann. Good morning to you. Um, Mary Ann's oh, a first wait, 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 sorry. You're a first time caller. We have too. to make this special. Yeah. There, there you go. Now <laughs> it's all official. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would like to ask about uh, we had palm trees, we had these, these palm trees outside all summer, mm. and we brought them in because mm. they were just too beautiful yeah. to throw out. Uh huh. And uh, we want to know how often do you water them? Ooh, have you got them in a real sunny spot? Have you got like a solarium or a you know patio doors that face south or some bright spot? Well, they're placed. We have a few of them, so they're placed uh, uh, where they're getting. Uh, they are getting some. Uh, they're getting light most of the day. I keep the curtains open. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, how big are the pots that they're in? Um, the pots, I would say, are about 20 inches across. Oh, wow, so they're big. 15, 20 inches across. Okay. Mm. Very easy to overwater big pots like that because it'll feel dry on the surface right. but stick your finger you know even stick your finger down you know an inch or two still feel dry and yet there could be tons of moisture down deep in the pot right. you are a very good candidate to go to your local home hardware you know Sheridan nurseries whatever or you know you're in Barrie so you, you know you've got garden centers to go to and get yourself something called a moisture meter it's a it's a probe. It's approximately eight inches, something. Yeah, like that. yeah, maybe even ten inches. So twenty five centimeters long, with a little uh, dial on the top, and you stick that probe into the soil, and it will tell you the moisture level at the tip of that probe on this little dial. So, and with the palms, you're going to want to go to the dry side of the medium port sort of portion so it'll be super dry on one end super wet on the other end and then kind of moist in the middle so you want to just go to the dry side of the moist Um, and don't water just little tiny bits and make sure that when you do water water thoroughly so it's going to be you know a couple of liters when you do water oh my okay because i watered them the last time i marked it on my calendar september the 27th okay so I gave them half a cup each. Half a cup. Oh, poor little things. You hardly, <laughs> you hardly penetrated down more than about three inches with half a cup, if, if that. So remember, the roots are way down there. Right. So okay. yeah, if you can get out today and get yourself a moisture meter, they might still have lots of moisture in them from, from being outside. Right. Because they're not doing a lot of... It, it all depends what temperatures they're in, what how much light they're in, Um you know, are they in any kind of drafts, like hot air drafts off of vents, which, of course, you want to avoid if possible. And that'll have all have impact on in terms of how much moisture they actually use. Right. So, you know, the days are still getting shorter. Plants, mm-hmm. tropical plants, are, are moving pretty slow. So there's not a lot of use of water going on. Oh, okay. But you will notice come February, March... They're going to use more than they're using now. So that's the other thing is we modify our watering patterns based on how much water the plants are using, and your meter will help you with that. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for calling. Day. Thank yeah. you, Marianne. It's delightful uh, to have you join in from Barry. And don't yeah. be a stranger. Uh, we have several lines open, as a matter of fact. Well, certainly a couple. So if you want to give a call to Charlie with any question at all, or, hey, a comment, you know, sometimes we get some great tips from <laughs> listeners, True. too. Uh, here's the number. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And next up is Gloria from Mississauga. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I've been in this house for 22 years, Mm -hmm. and lately I have never seen my lawn so torn up. It looks like a war zone. Oh, yeah. Who's doing it and why? Uh, In Mississauga, it could be raccoons, it could be skunks. Uh, Oh, skunk, oh, great. Possums, (laughs) maybe? Uh, Yeah, possums even. Well, what are they looking for? Grubs, insects. Is this is this the grub season? Well, what happens is the little baby grubs hatched out of their eggs back in early August, and those little tiny baby grubs have been chewing away on the roots of your lawn or in your garden uh, since then. And as they eat, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, as the temperatures drop, the grubs will go deeper down 
to go below the frost line in order to survive the winter in your soil uh, down as far as they, they're pretty smart. They know how far to yeah. go. They know how cold it's going to be. So they go only as deep as they need to. So the, they're going to go down, you know, 30 inches or, or more. Could it not be moles as well? It could be. It could be. Yeah. And, and where did they come from? I mean, it's too late to do anything about it now, I, I'd imagine. It is. It is. Where do they come from? Well, they come from, you know those June beetles? You know those beetles that fly around in May and June, and they, they're big, and they bang into your screen doors, and they bang into your body when, you, yeah, when yeah. you step out the oh, door? I don't know. I didn't have any of those. That's well, why I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, I've been here so long that Jap- I've never had this problem before. Oh, I'm so, well, that's good. I mean, it's good that you've never had this problem, but it's not an unusual problem. There, are, there's more. There are three different beetles. The Japanese beetles are one of them that will will fly around, and we notice them particularly as the sun is going down and our lights are coming on, and they're very attracted to the lights. And Japanese beetles eat things in our gardens too, so we see them. But yes, they're the ones that lay the eggs that turn into the little grubs. Well, so, I guess I have to call you back in the springtime uh, to find out how to get rid of them. Uh, you will not be able to get rid of them in the spring. They will have to move through their life cycle. They will emerge themselves as beetles next late spring, early summer. So then you're going to be in a position to fix your line, I'm afraid. Unless, so, so yeah, give us a call. And in the meantime, don't fight it. Like, I mean, you could... If you had motion detector lights or something like that, you'll see what's going on. Because whoever's coming and digging up at night, the lights will come on and you can see who's out there. But uh, they, they'll only keep digging when they, as, as long as they can access the grubs. And that very soon, if not now, the grubs should be too deep for them to bother even trying. Okay. okay, well, I won't have much of a lawn by the time that happens. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It does look like a war zone. It looks yeah. like, uh, you know, explosions have gone up, you yeah. know, landmines yeah. overnight. It's like, how did that happen? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Right off the top, <clears throat> pardon me, right off the top, Thank Gloria, you. you had mentioned that uh, you've been in that house 22 years. Mm-hmm. You better get out, you know, and enjoy <laughs> No, <Get> I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> you would go there with you. Yes, I would. All right. Thank you, Gloria, from Mississauga. And looking for more calls here, here on the Garden Show. It's a good segue, though, because I have yeah. a great uh, email from. Hold on, as I rattle my papers. Oh, can we hold on to that for just a moment? We do have to take a break. Good point. Here, okay. okay. Yeah, and so we'll come back with that email and other callers uh, here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, Charlie, uh, let me repeat those phone numbers because we have an open bank right now. You ever thought about calling Charlie? This would be a dandy time. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. But Charlie does receive emails, and I'll give you that while I'm speaking, as a matter of fact. Her email address is c.dobbin, D-O-B-B, I-N, 
at mzmedia.com. I was emphasizing all of my stuff with drumming, pounding on the table. I know, I can hear it in my... <laughs> yeah, bothersome, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm, sorry about that. Uh, all righty. Uh, you got that? So MZ Media. Okay, yeah. so uh, last caller, Gloria, her lawn issue, 22 years yeah. after moving in for the first time ever. She's clearly got grubs in her yeah. lawn because she's got animals digging up her lawn. But uh, speaking of lawns and speaking of you know mm-hmm. being places for a long time, Email from Susan in Guelph says, I am moving to a new rented townhouse on November 28th. So obviously coming up in the next 10 days. Desperately, and you know, good for you, Susan, desperately wanted to plant some spring bulbs. And as you know, we plant all our spring bulbs in the fall. So she was allowed a visit to the outdoors and found not soil, but buried bricks by builder and no soil whatsoever. So her question is, how late can she bring in topsoil and plant bulbs? Um, is a bit... It, is a bit of color by the. She wants a bit of color by the front door. House was built about four years ago, but no one planted anything thus far. Nothing could grow in this substance. I can't even dig it. It's like cement, basically. Oh boy. Yeah, I know. My heart goes out to you, Susan. I know exactly how frustrating that can be. So. With tulips, okay, tulips are the one bulb you can delay planting later into the winter. Every other bulb, like lilies, daffodils, should be in the ground by now. Mm -hmm. So if it's tulips you're thinking about, Susan, then yes, indeed. Uh, Assuming that we haven't had so much cold weather that the ground is frozen, which is probably not going to happen because we're still kind of hovering around zero and looking forward. I know we've got some above zero temperatures coming. So even if the very top surface is a little bit crusty, frozen crusty, you should still be able to dig dig down except for the fact that it's cement. cement, You're going to have to get a (laughs) pickaxe to break up that cement. Like that's going to be your hardest thing is breaking up that that very concrete, like probably pure clay, you know, really compressed and horrible soil or so-called soil. Now, how do you amend that, though? Well, yeah. she's going to have to get some out. So it's yeah. like, you know, pickaxe some out and, and dispose of it somehow, put it in a pile on the corner for now. Or, you know, it's very hard to mm-hmm. get rid of that stuff, actually. And then you're right, bags of topsoil, if you can mm-hmm. get by by the bag, depending on how much space. Your tulips, you want to plant them four to five inches deep. And uh, you can put them quite close together, just don't have them touching. So, you know, even if you dug out a, an area that was sort of 18 inches by 18 inches by six inches deep, Okay. You know, do the math yeah. on that. Get that soil out. Get some topsoil in. You could fit a nice bunch of bulbs into that kind of an area. You could probably fit 50 bulbs. Do they have in. to be right close together? Is that okay? Well, that's what I'm saying is you yeah. can put them quite close. Ah. Uh, just don't have them touching. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you, you know, you excavate that area. Pop in your bulbs, pointy end up, uh, and like I said, they can be you know a mm-hmm. centimeter apart or less, and then backfill the whole thing with some fresh topsoil or triple mix, and enjoy the beauty in the spring. That's but yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. Okay, good <laughs> so, luck with that. And I'd yeah. love to hear how that works out, Susan. Okay, thank you, Susan. Hal in Kitchener on the line. Hello, Hal. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, you guys. Good morning. I just wanted to back you up on uh, on the moisture probe. Uh huh. Not that you need backing up, mind you, because you're the expert. <laughs> no, but we always appreciate feedback. But I just wanted to let you know that I've had one for about 15, 20 years, uh-huh. at least, and I use it constantly. Uh-huh. Every pot, every type of soil requires moisture at different times. Right. And, and it's so different. Uh-huh. I have some cactus and some other items, tropical, uh-huh. that can go two months. Right. Without any, any water at all. And you wouldn't know that, would you? Everything... No, you wouldn't know yeah. that, because... Uh-huh. As you keep on saying, the top of the soil is, is dry, but 
yet all the way down, halfway down the pot, mm. holy mackerel, it can be yeah. <laughs> yeah. very much moisture. And you sure don't want to overwater a cactus because nothing will kill cactus faster than too much water. Exactly. Exactly. So, so good for you. And have you had the same moisture meter work for you for 20 years? Yes, I have. Wow. It still works regular. You know, it still works very well. I mean, I wash it off and mm-hmm. I, I clean it and, and I check it in water, actually, oh, okay. <laughs> from hey. time to time. And, and, and you've uh, never had to replace it's, the... It's amazing how well it works. You've never replaced the battery or anything like that? It just keeps on ticking for you? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Wow. wonder where you got that. Do you remember? I, I do not remember. Okay. Heck, it was so long ago, I don't even know how I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, way back in my White Rose days, we sold a lot. I've got lot. about 65 plants in my house, yeah. and that's yeah. the only way you can keep track of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very, yeah. very good point. Thank for, but, thanks for that. Well, it, it's a wonderful instrument to use. Yep, yep, good. Good. You, I'll call that one a, a okay. verification Thank call. you, Hal. <laughs> hey, thanks, Hal. I hope Mary, Marianne was listening and Barry. <laughs> yeah. Hal's a, Hal believes in his moisture meter. I'll tell you, I, I know so many people that kill their plants with too much water. I mean, yep. it's kill, killing them with love, right? And always the way to help them be better indoor gardeners was to... Present them meter. with a moisture meter. Yep. Hey, and, now there's a good little Christmas yeah, gift. Christmas for gift, somebody in exactly. your family is a gardener. Or, yeah, or, who who wants to have yeah. happy plants and finds themselves. You know, I have a block thumb. I kill everything. Chances are they're killing everything with too much love. We should develop our own moisture meater. I oh, can just see it now. Frank and Charlie Dobbins. Oh, I like that even better. <laughs> I was going to say okay, Charlie and Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Okay. <laughs> Look for it uh, at your nearest garden store. All right. Speaking no, we'll of, be flogging them on the sidewalk. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you Speaking of Marianne, here's a Marianne from Toronto. Good morning, Marianne. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. Um, I have, well, I have a problem. Mm. Uh, in the summer, when the um, I had two amaryllis plants, uh-huh. and when they stopped blooming, I put them outside to enjoy the sun. Mm. And um, I did that with my Christmas cactus, too. Yeah. Now, um, recently I brought in the Christmas cactus, and uh they are blooming like crazy. Yeah, I bet. But I forgot oh, about the amaryllis, and they're out there with their <laughs> long leaves drooping, yeah, of and course. I don't know if I can... Covered in snow. Mm. ...salvage them or not. They're in pots or in the ground? Oh, the pot and everything? No, I'm asking you, are they in pots? No, in pots. Okay, good. And then they're sitting above, the, 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 like on a table somewhere? Or yeah, the they're deck? on the back porch. Okay, what I would do, do you have a garage or a, oh, you have a, so the back porch, is it a covered porch? No. Okay. I have a tool shed. Um, well, I'm just thinking, yes, they've been out, it's been cold enough, so those long green leaves that are sitting down on the porch could i get out some scissors and cut those off okay um because they're just going to turn to mush anyway right um okay and what then about down the basement yeah see they do need that that quiet time still they've been green they've been growing yeah. <clears throat> now they've had maybe a full week of quiet because they have the cold right but <clears throat> they need more weeks <clears throat> excuse oh. me so yeah scissors cut off all those leaves 
put them down in the basement in the dark, preferably. It doesn't have to be cold or anything, but just a, a cool is nice, but dark is important. Right. Check them. Like, put it on your little calendar or remember. The, they could have gotten so cold that, I mean, they're tropical bulbs, right? Right. So if it, they frosted or froze, they could just turn to mush. They could have, died, you know, gotten killed. But I don't think so. It hasn't been that cold. Uh, so just check them every now and then. Go down and feel the bulb. Like, put your fingers and give a gentle squeeze to the bulb. As long as the bulbs are firm, then leave them downstairs for the next eight weeks. If they start to feel soft or mushy or spongy or anything like that, then they're compost. Okay. And then eight weeks later, if they're nice and firm, bring them upstairs, put them in the window, and they should start to grow. Marianne, do you uh, have an iPhone or like a smartphone, whatever? No. Okay. I was going to say, one of the features that I've really come to now just use, I'm I'm not a big tech tech person. Clearly not. No, I'm not. (laughs) But the calendar, and then with a little little alert, you know, to set set a little alarm for yourself, you know, you can set a day like two weeks hence where you have a little ding and, oh, a reminder to check the... The the Amaryllis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, That's a good little feature. Yeah. I have a daily planner. I'm still with a pencil and paper. Oh, good for you. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so just scribble yourself a note just so you don't yeah. forget. Because if right. they are going to turn to mush, you don't want them downstairs rotting. It's just one of those things. But So just stay on top of whether they're alive or not. And if they are firm and alive, then there's no reason why they will not give you tons of pleasure in eight, nine, ten weeks. Because well. one lasted two years and the other three years. Nice. Well, good. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, the amaryllis are funny that way. I had really good success with overwintering and had great flowers last mm-hmm. year. And I'm sitting on about six pots right now that I think I left in my garage. I think they're in the garage right now. Uh, so I'm going to have to do something with mine as well. <laughs> oh, tisk, tisk. <laughs> Thank you, Marianne. Thanks for that. <laughs> Little pointed finger. Exactly. <laughs> no, see, people think just because I know a lot that I actually do all the things I say. <laughs> what you need to understand is I'm all talk, do, no action. Do what I say, not as I do, uh, exactly. whatever that is. Uh, let's uh, let's head out to Mississauga and say hi to Julia. Good morning, Julia. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, my question is about grubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have them. I know I get the holes in my lawn. I did treat them in September with the nematodes. Good. Mm. But my question is, if the raccoons or skunks or whatever are eating the grubs, mm-hmm. does that help eliminate them from your lawn? Yes. Yes, they are doing. They are being your very own personal pest control agents. So they're eating them. That's a good thing. Okay, yeah, because that's what I thought. It, it's a good thing if I let them eat them. And then when I see the hole, I just... Put the dirt back. Exactly. Yeah. And starlings. Yeah, birds mm-hmm. Birds will do the same. I mean, okay. you know you've got grubs when a whole bunch of starlings are on your lawn pecking something out of yeah. it. So birds don't make nearly the mess that the raccoons and skunks do. They really, they can just Tear create up. massive yeah. holes in the lawn. But yeah, no, it's all good. The, any of those varmints eating the grubs is one less grub in your lawn. Okay, so it, I, if but if I do see them, I just continuous each year just to try with the nematodes Keep to, try on to those eliminate them. Ne- unless your neighbor, I guess, has them and then they're coming over, right? No, not no? so much. The, no? the most of the grubs are uh, laid from eggs in the late spring, early summer. And most of the time, if you've got an area where grubs have been seen in the past, it's very likely you'll see grubs there again in the future because if you go stand in that spot and look up, you'll be looking usually at a tree, the the edge of the canopy of the tree, like the drip line, because that's how it works. The, the beetles are crazy partiers mm-hmm. at night up in the trees 
having wild sex and chewing on the leaves of the trees. And then the females just drop straight down from that party scene and lay the eggs in the lawn below. So you'll typically always find your grubs below a tall structure. It could be a fence, could be the eve of a house. It's Can- often a tree. Of a tree yeah, yeah, it's often a tree. So uh, it's more like, okay, if that's where the grubs seem to be happening every year, then that's where you definitely want to be on top. Be preventative with your nematodes every, you know, August mm-hmm. and really follow the instructions on the nematode package. And also do everything in your power to have the lawn super healthy. Fertilize, aerate, you know, water. Yeah, I do fertilize. Like, I don't do it all year, but I no. do do a fall and, and I do a, a spring fertilizer. Yeah, exactly. Once or twice a year at the most. Top dress with some good quality topsoil. Overseed with an appropriate grassy. Like, just do everything to have a super healthy, thick lawn. And uh, and you'll just, you, you can counteract the damage that the grubs do by having a, a super healthy lawn. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you, Julie. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. All righty. Um, you know, uh, Shirley and I often take Highway 9 uh, from the Newmarket area over to Highway 400 then north mm-hmm. and uh, to visit our, our old friend George Junescu. Oh, he yes. lives up there, see? So anyway, uh, the point is that we pass. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I know you'll get to it eventually. Uh, we pass a great area that I always look at and go, oh, my God, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a great Great place to garden in, oh, Holland yeah, Landing, yeah. all the black soil is there. And it's such an amazing oh, chunk of land. Yeah, and, yeah I yeah. mean, it's obviously an old the canal. Re- the reason I mention that uh-huh. is because our next caller that we're going to speak to in mm-hmm. moments is Donna from Holland Landing. Heavens knows, maybe she's got some some of that black soil just filled with all sorts of good stuff. We'll find Onions, out. Onions, mostly. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Okay, back in a moment here on The Garden Show. <laughs> Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, let me repeat those phone numbers one more time before we get to Donna here. Uh, 416-360-0740 in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And now, from Holland Landing, here's Donna. Hi, Donna. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning, um, you're right. I live in Holland Landing, mm-hmm. but the marsh is on the other side of Highway 11. It's true. Oh, Holland Marsh yeah. is not. We are there is affected a town. by it, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I'm on the other side of the of the marsh. Nice. Um, I have a peace lily mm-hmm. that I bought and repotted with potting soil. Mm. And I have a tray underneath it just to catch anything. I, I didn't notice when I put it in the pot that the pot had o- holes in it. Oh, good. It anyway, <laughs> I'm finding worms in the pot. Little, tray. Okay, little tiny, tiny white ones? No, no, they're big, long worms. Like the size of a... Uh, um, a dewworm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not huge. They're about uh, three inches long well, and skinny. Wow. Huh. I don't know where they're coming like from. Like skinny, like a piece of hair? or uh, Oh, um, no, no, not, not, not that, that skinny. skinny. Um, about uh, a size 12 knitting needle. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, they're, they're, okay. They're, huh. And they're very black. And, and my, they're not wiggly-wiggly, but they are alive. My, my, my. So, and have you had this piece, Lily, for a long time? No, I haven't. It's a fairly new plant. Uh, maybe less than a year. Okay, so... Then it's more likely that those 
little critters came in that bag of potting soil than already being in your peace lily. Because you would have seen them in the peace lily in the last year uh, if they had been there from the beginning. Yeah, they don't seem to be on the surface. They're just washing through when I water it. Uh, And where did you buy that potting soil from? Do you know? Oh, probably Dollarama. Okay, well, that explains everything. (laughs) That's one of those, you get what you pay for things, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I pick it up, you know, I just picked up, oh, I think I need, I don't use a lot of potting soil. Right, yeah. Okay, so you know what? Get yourself, uh, next time you can get to uh, a garden center or even, you know, a Canadian Tire Home Depot. Oh, I can stop at Bradford, no problem. There you go. Go to Bradford, grab yourself. It doesn't have to be a big bag, but, you know, a 10-liter bag, whatever size you need. When you get home, what I would do sooner than later is you're going to unpot your piece lily and you're going to with your fingers brush out the soil that is um and put gloves on if you want to do this yeah, it's okay. uh, and take all that soil away from the roots okay and you could even depending on if you have a laundry sink or a place to do this mm-hmm. wash the roots just to ensure sure. that you've removed all evidence of the dark soil which will then be very easy to see whether you've got any dark worms mm-hmm. still uh, attached to the roots because you know if you're going to get rid of them you're going to just have to get rid of them physically by removing them and washing them away nice. uh, and then re- like, moisten up that fresh potting soil okay. and uh, obviously scrub out your pot, your tray, anything mm-hmm. that's been in contact with the with the worms and then back into the pot with the fresh soil. Peace lilies are pretty tough. Mm-hmm. It, it will withstand this um, fairly vigorous activity of mm-hmm. being having no soil, etc. around its roots, but you want to move fairly quickly because you don't want to leave it with no soil for long exposed to the oh, air. Oh no, I won't. It'll yeah. be one, one shot. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there are some pests that, that like for example, fungus gnats they're like little, they look like fruit flies, but mm-hmm. they actually live in our soil and do chew the roots of the soil, and we get them when we water too much. So, But peace lilies love to be kept moist, so it's a fine line. The, the grubs of the fungus gnat, though, are not the, at all what it sounds like you have. So okay. you have something else that probably... I, I, I really don't want worms in my house. No, <laughs> no. most people don't. <laughs> no. The old centipedes crawling out of the potting oh, soil. I've dear. seen that before, but you know what yeah. happens. It, it's, an, it's, it's organic. Right, it's you know it's from organic sources. Sometimes things things get away from us and they get bagged up, unfortunately. So oh, uh, I have a new a new rescue kit this weekend. Oh. So we've got a lot of excitement around oh, here. Hey, there you go. So the hey. no worms are going far because that kitten will look after oh. those worms for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Thank you very much. Have Super, fun. Donna. Thank you for calling. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, here's we don't often get calls from folks who are on the road, but uh, it not only is Bev a first time caller, but she's using one of those hands-free phones, I'll bet you. I hope. Anyway, hi, Bev. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Frank. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I have a question uh, regarding uh, uh, starting a, like a, a, a plant collection at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just wonder um, what kind of, you know, uh, pots are best for plants and uh what uh, what equipment I need hmm. to be successful? Um, well, okay, a couple of questions I would need to ask are, do you have a, some sunny windows or do you have some certain kinds of plants that you're hoping to, to raise indoors? Flowers, cacti, succulents are very trendy these days. Is, there, is your heart sort of going in one particular direction? Uh, well, right now, uh, I do have a, a big window. Uh, that's uh, a couple of big windows in... Uh, the bedroom, mm-hmm. and that's where I want to grow the plants. Okay. And um, uh, they get sun um, in the afternoon. 
Okay. Okay, and I also have, uh, a, like I started uh, the collection, I have some aloe plants uh-huh. and uh, um, succulents, and I have a uh, one uh, plant that's like a like an umbrella plant, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, or a money tree, they call it. And right. And that's what I have so far. So oh. I'm interested in uh, a little bit of, and I have a spider plant. I'm interested oh. in a little bit of flowers and as well. All right. So that sounds like a very good start because I was going to suggest, uh, if, if nothing else, particularly in a bedroom, get a spider plant because spider plants are so forgiving of all conditions, sun, you know, lack of sun, uh, and they're the best air cleaners out there. So in terms of uh, our bedrooms, you know, it's lovely to have a spider plant in our bedrooms, cranking out the oxygen and cleaning up all kinds of potential pollution in the air. So, um, so for moving forward, forward um flowering plants at this time of year depending on your budget uh very easy to get a hold of something called calancho you'll see them in grocery stores and garden centers year-round they are a form of a succulent with a um uh, green thick succulent type leaves and lots and lots of flowers Uh, and they're nice they're just pretty to have on your shelf and they like the sunshine african violets can't go wrong with african violets azaleas are lovely at this time of year in a sunny window. Not inexpensive, but easy to have and they'll rebloom for you. Main thing is just make sure all your plants are in pots with drainage holes, with trays beneath, you know, saucers, uh, and even the pebble trays. Frank and I have talked about them, you know, big cookie sheets, gravel in the cookie sheet pots on top. So you've just got high humidity at this time of year around your tropical plants. You'll have better success with them that way. Uh, and then go back to the idea of what Hal said, can't go wrong with a moisture meter. That way you're yeah. not going to mess up overwatering or underwatering any of your lovely plants. All right? I'm definitely getting one of those. <laughs> okay. Good idea. Good Put stuff. that on the list. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Beth. Thanks for calling. Now, we communicate with uh, our operator here, Sebastian. I look at my monitor and I see names and little messages and phone mm-hmm. numbers, etc. And there, I know that our next caller is a first-time caller, Jan. Uh, and she's calling from a topical, but what uh, Sebastian has let me know she has questions, plural, for Charlie. Just just to let you know, Jan, every call uh, every caller has one question, and then you can always call back. But right. so all those questions that you've got, <laughs> narrow it down to one, and we'll come back and find out what's most prevalent on your mind. Okay, here at the Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Okay, here we we're, we're giggling away here because I have just now, after 10 years, yes, decided to 10 start years plus. putting a date on the sheet of paper that I write down everybody's <laughs> name. Anyway, uh, let's, go, let's go to Etobicoke and say hi to Jan. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good morning. Do those plant identifiers work? You know when you get the app? Mm, Some of them do more than others. None of them are perfect because they're all based on databases. Um, I'm using one that I'm having pretty good success with called Picture This. So P-I-C-T-U-R-E, Picture This. It's out of China. Uh, It is a large database. It is very, very fast. You can either take a picture with your phone and, and then just get picture this to identify it or you can open the app and then take a picture with the picture this app running 
and it's second, like seconds, 10 seconds or less. And there's three options of what it might be. It's running for me about 80% correctness. So I find that it's a pretty good app. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. And, Very good. Um, do you do a newsletter? And then I'm done. <laughs> do I do a newsletter? No. But we do podcast this show. So for past episodes of Pearls of Wisdom from particularly Frank Proctor and a few from me as well, you can listen to the podcast on AM740 on the website. Yeah, just go to our main page and uh, the, oh, click on podcast yeah. and then there's, choose the date of the garden show. And there's like. 10 plus years of podcasts. They're mm-hmm. all there. So there's like thousands. So that would be, yeah, you I'm sorry, there is no actual newsletter. I don't have enough hours in my day to type a newsletter. But we do try to stay topical and tip, you know, appropriate in terms of the weather, etc. Well, all right. And, and callers like you help us do that. That's so, Jen, right. thanks for the call. That's right. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, look, could, this could be our final call. I don't know. I, um, well, I have a couple of shout outs. So, oh. uh, after this. All righty, all righty. It's a first time caller, too. Oh, the best. Yeah, there's Bob in Niagara Falls. Hi, Bob. Uh, hello there, Frank. Long time no talk. Anyways, yeah. I, I've been trying to get you people for three weeks, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. I started, I due to reasons beyond my control, I was unable to uh, clear my property over the last year and a half, and I found that I have, in the land of the cultivated grape, I have <laughs> wild grape with 240-foot tendrils, yeah. and I've mm. tried to kill it off, and I've tried to pull it out. In fact, I am doing that yeah. and taking things to the dump. How can I eradicate the wild grape? It's a hard one because it grows right up into the trees and it actually will will kill the trees. and Strangle them. Well, not so much. It just covers the trees and leaves and blocks the light and blocks the, you know, water and air and everything else. Honestly, Bob, I don't have a magical solution to this one. Um, What you're doing is the right thing, pulling down all those tendrils, getting them off the property. In the spring... You could get a hold of Roundup and use Roundup because it is used for noxious, invasive uh, weed removal. And the best time to kill is it's always in the spring when it comes to, to any plants, whether they're weeds or, or preferred plants, when they're young and tender leaves are just coming up and, and everything's fresh and, and very, very susceptible to things like Roundup. Mm-hmm. So I would get a hold of that and then I'd be just... Every day, out there walking the land, watching for these little sprouts to be coming up, you know, from the roots. Mm. And maybe even now you can be putting some markers out there where you know the roots are, stakes. So straight there in the spring. And as soon as a leaf emerges, get on spraying. Because Roundup works on green uh, stems and leaves. Um, you Bark of tree, nothing. You get no response, any kind of barkiness. But it's the green leaves that you can really kill things if you spray them appropriately with Roundup. That and digging, as, as you recognize, pulling it yeah. down, uh, eliminating, that would be my best suggestion. Mm. All right. Unbelievable. I'm wondering where they get the energy to keep growing. Yeah. That yeah. It's all in the root. See, that's the thing. Yeah. The bigger the plant, the more leaves, the more photosynthesis, the more carbohydrate creation stored in the root for the winter, all ready to go next spring, bigger and better than last year. So you find those green leaves and spray those, and that'll get down to the root and kill it. That's right. right. That's Well, that's yeah. the point, is by yeah. spraying the green leaves, you eliminate the plant's ability to photosynthesize. So it will probably sprout again. But Roundup does 
work by translocating down to the root and, and slowing down that growth. So it does work ultimately. It's just you have to stay right on it early in the season. Thanks for the call, Bob. Yeah, thank you. That's a good one. All right. You take care, my friend. Hey, Merry Um, Christmas in advance. How about that? That's the first time I've been Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hey, I just want to shout out to my good friend Linda Carr. I was just speaking with her last Mm -hmm. week. She tells me she listens to the show every week. Uh, She's an an old friend from my White Rose days. Mm -hmm. Wonderful graphic designer. And uh, she's um, helped. We worked together for many years. And so I just want to say hello to Linda. And one other person I understand named Paul Marone listens every week via the web uh, in Curacao down in the Caribbean. Wow. Good Good friend of my brother's. So uh, a big shout out to both Paul and Linda. And can I I give another shout out too? Yeah, because of course you're always looking for free bananas, so you go for it. (laughs) (laughs) And Mario, who kind of runs the coffee time there, Aurora Road in Woodbine, I zip in every Saturday morning and say, could I have a medium coffee with milk and a banana? And he always shows up and he gives me two bananas for the price of one. You wait, he's going to give you a dozen next week. Oh, golly. But Mario, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And he heard the shout out. Oh, that's nice. But that's, we got to work on this. Dry cleaning. I I mean, think of the opportunities. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. Uh, Thank Thank you, you, Sebastian. Thanks to the great callers. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.